Today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. My name is Frank Kraft, and you're listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily podcast designed to give us a simple and steady diet of God's Word and to help us all be better prepared to receive God's Word on Sunday morning. Today's text is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 32 through 35. The Word of the Lord says this, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. The unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and in spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not that you lay any resistance upon, not to lay any resistance upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Now, uh, so we're talking about singleness this week, right? And these verses are very great verses to kind of uh, help us understand a biblical narrative and a biblical logic around singleness and being married. Uh, now, what I want to do is I actually want to just focus first, kind of hone into the logic and the reasoning that Paul and the advice that Paul is giving here, uh, and then kind of take a step back and remind us about the whole narrative of Scripture and the whole biblical narrative of the gospel and the church, and then church history and kind of how we um, how the whole church has operated since Jesus was raised from the dead two thousand years later till now, right? So we've got a lot to cover. Just kidding. We'll we'll graze each one of those. So so first Paul's logic, right? So oftentimes when people speak to this, they can either one take it and ignore everything else in biblical narrative and just say, you know, thus saith the Lord these three verses, right? And then there's others who actually look to the whole biblical narrative, see all the overarching story of scripture and what marriage role marriage is played in that, right? And then like basically just kind of sweep by this and go, ah, so Paul was single and maybe there was something about this, right? But we want to be balanced. We want to know what the Bible teaches and then live according to it. So Paul, being a single man, was very clear in his logic. He literally says here, it is better for the kingdom to stay single. Okay, and he the logic he uses is actually very clear. He says, listen, there's two kinds of people. There's married people and there's unmarried people. Married people have to deal with quote unquote worldly things. They have to be anxious and worried about things here on earth and here in this world, right? And then unmarried people though, guess what they get to be anxious about? They get to be anxious about the things of the Lord and how to please the Lord. And now if you're going to, if again, if you're going to be in that first group where you just read these three verses and ignore all of the rest of scripture, then the, the conclusion is clear. If you, if you want to be super, if you want to be spiritual, if you want to be devoted to the Lord, and if you want to be godly, and if you want to be a good Christian, which hopefully everyone listening to this does, right? What do you do? You stay single. Right, because single people are able to be anxious about things of the Lord, married people are anxious about worldly things. Dichotomy is clear there, therefore, boom, be unmarried. Now, I will say, for those who are called to be single or may be in a stage of singleness, this is what you should be receiving from these verses. One, singleness is a great opportunity for you, and it is not something that is bad or evil or that God is using to punish you. It is good. And there's an intent behind the freedom and the flexibility that you have while you're in this stage or if you're called to singleness. It is not your own pleasure. It is not your own freedom and your own debauchery and your own, you know, flexibility to do whatever it is you want. 
Understand Paul's logic here very clearly. If you are in a stage or in a period or a calling of singleness, it is for one purpose, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, to worry and be completely consumed with the things of the Lord. Now, that can be somewhat unhealthy. That's how I was before I got married. I I lived as an adult for about uh, eight years (laughs) As as a single man who went to college, graduated college, and I was concerned with nothing but ministry. I worked as a senior, I worked as an associate pastor, a senior pastor, a director of a men's drug addiction program. And I, and before I met my wife, Hannah, I did not exist as a person. I was just like a Bible teaching ministry machine who literally went concerned about everyone else, almost ignored my family, almost ignored friends, completely ceased to exist as a person and just was all about the things of the Lord. Now, in some of those ways, I was very good. I'm very thankful for the things that I was able to do during that period of my life, the changes that the lives that were changed because of it and all the great things I was able to do. But I also like I, again, didn't exist as a person until I met my wife and my beautiful, lovely wife gave me kind of a reason to exist. She made me realize that I was a human being that mattered and that had, you know, opinions and thoughts that were not (laughs) to do with the Bible. Right. And so, but that period of singleness in my life was, I was about the Lord. And of course I was not perfect. I did not do everything right. I, um, but that was what God did in my period of singleness. And that's something that in our culture, people get kind of mixed up because they look at singleness and they go freedom and fun and flexibility and, and pleasure and all of these things. And that is not a biblical narrative of singleness. The biblical narrative of singleness is it provides freedom and flexibility for you to do things for the kingdom and for the Lord that other people who are married and who do have quote unquote anxious or worries about have to have to be concerned about worldly things are not able to do. And so as uh, those who are single recognize that you're in a special and specific place to be making disciples and to be proclaiming the gospel and to be doing evangelism and to be serving the Lord and to be going and doing these things which married people simply cannot or it is extremely more difficult for them to do, right? And so that's the logic that Paul says. Now understand, he's saying it is better to stay single because you're able to be have that freedom and flexibility that married people who have to quote unquote concern with worldly things don't have to have. So then the flip side of that though, so if we're married, like my wife and I, we knew this verse, we prayed we prayed over this verse, we considered it. I have friends who stayed unmarried for 40 years of their life. Didn't get didn't get married till they were 42. But we come to this verse and then we come to the decision of getting married and we say what do we do? Well, we look at the rest of scripture. We obviously recognize that marriage is an institution created by God to be used by God for the sake of his kingdom. And all throughout human history, all throughout, especially church history, the large majority of discipleship, the large majority of, of, of church growth and evangelism and, and cultural change and shifts and, and the spreading of the gospel has been done through local individual churches full of families who love Jesus and who raise their kids to love Jesus and then share the gospel and the love of Jesus through their family unit to the rest of their community for the sake of making much of Jesus and sharing the and being the hands and feet and mouthpiece of Jesus to a lost and dying world. 
family, the family unit, the, the local church, the local community full of families uh, through husbands and wives and who love Jesus and teach their kids to do the same and then share that love with others is the me- mechanism that God has used for 2,000 years to actually make and change the world, you know, uh, and, and, and spread Christianity to all of the known world. And now we're continuing to spread it to those parts of the world that are less known. And he does that majority of the time through families. And in fact, at least a a half or a slight majority of the apostles were married and had families. You look at Peter, he still had a home. He had a family. They went back to Peter's house. Um, The assumption is he had a wife who took care of them and he had kids, right? Um, And other apostles were in the same boat where they traveled and they did things, but they also had families. And so they had bases of of, of work that they did. And Paul being an apostle who was single was actually most likely kind of in the unique space, but it's because there is a unique calling to singleness. And we need to recognize that, but recognize that the unique calling to singleness is for an extra de- measure of devotion to the Lord. And then following it up with to remember that the good thing that helps all of us when we come to verses like this is it reminds us that ultimately our supreme and preeminent purpose and concern is the things of God. Even if we're married, all the things that we have to deal with as being married with homes and mortgages and finances and kids and and possessions and having to buy things is that God intends for all of those things to be used for his glory. You know, that's one thing that the house that Hannah and I have, one of the reasons that we bought it and live in this specific house is not because it's our preference. In fact, we would like to have a smaller, simpler, less, you know, uh, you know, big house, I guess. So that way I could sweep less and she could vacuum less. Right. But we bought this this little bit bigger house that's a little bit more to deal with specifically because we could have people over and our home could be a good place for ministry where people would feel comfortable and it was flexible and free and we're doing that now and I'm thankful for that. And that's what God looks to us as being married and in a family unit and also single is for us to use whatever concerns we may have or lack thereof, ultimately all for the glory of God and to make Jesus known and to make much of Christ in our circles of influence and to the people around us. So thank you very much for listening to Simple Rhythms, and we'll catch you next time.